0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people, and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 12, 15-28, called Clean Out the Old Leaven. Now,
1: this day, Exodus twelve fourteen will be a memorial to you, specifically dealing with the end of the Passover teaching. And you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. We move from Passover, a single evening event, to the week-long feast of the Feast of Matzah, Or unleavened bread, verse 15. On the first day you shall remove leaven. The Hebrew word for leaven is seor. It's anything that swells via fermentation. And so it's the swelling of bread by fermentation. You are to remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats anything leaven from the first day, that's the first day of the feast, until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. All yeast must go from all houses. Now, all the year long, even in Israel, and of course in our lives, we enjoy leavened bread. How many of you enjoy a nice piece of sourdough toast? Come on, can I get a witness? Put it in the toaster, some butter on that baby. Oh, yeah. Makes me want to praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with leavened bread. There's nothing wrong with a pizza dough. Come on, right? However, during this week-long feast of the Feast of Matzah, all leaven was to be eliminated from all houses within the nation of Israel. And the the Feast of Matzah followed the night of Passover. Now, some of you are thinking about the timing of all, all this, and here's the way the Jewish day works. The Jewish day begins at sunset. So when Jesus gathered with his apostles on the night before he died, he had a Passover meal with them on Passover. Now, as the day went on, because the Jewish day begins in the evening, the Passover lambs then died at twilight. Many believe three in the afternoon, but you could consider like the time of sunset, which commenced the next Jewish day, leading right into the feast of unleavened bread. Everybody with me? Shake your head. So, uh, uh, you know, we, we uh, in consideration of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, we are eliminating all donuts from the uh, area outside for the next 30 days. Just kidding. I know some of you would be devastated by that. <laughs> Me personally as well. But notice, it's a seven-day feast following the one night of Passover. And It is the Feast of Matzah, or unleavened bread. Let me show you a quick photo. So in Jewish homes all around the world, and this would happen way back in history and even today, the father of a home would take a feather and they would kind of make a game of it with their kids. And they might put a couple of pieces of crust of a bagel or something like that. And they would begin to search the house for pieces of leaven. And what they would do is the dad would take a feather. They would take a wooden spoon. They would sweep. They wouldn't touch the leaven, but they would sweep the leaven onto the wooden spoon. They would then take what they had collected and wrap it in a linen garment and take it out to a communal bonfire. This is that something that happened in the history of Israel. Now, let's go to the next photo for a second. So within the Seder meal that happens today in Jewish households, they still do this. They will sweep out the leaven out of their house. And during the Passover Seder meal, they have something called the Afikomen. The Afikomen is actually a Greek word. And Jewish scholars are not exactly sure how this migrated into the feast of Passover. But what they do towards the end of the Passover meal is they take this Three-station linen garment, which just has pieces of matzah in it, and they take the center piece of the matzah out, and they wrap it in a piece of linen, and they hide it until the end of the Passover meal, and then they give a reward to the child who can find that center piece of matzah. Now, what's interesting about the look of matzah, you can notice as you look up here that it has pierce marks in it, and it has burn marks in it. Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. By his stripes, we are healed. And Jewish scholars are not even sure why the matzah looks the way that it does or why that centerpiece gets removed during the meal. But what we have is an early hint of the Trinity migrating into the Seder meal, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it is the middle piece that is taken out wrapped in a linen cloth. Jesus died, and what was he wrapped in? A linen cloth, and then he rose three days later. So within the Seder celebration and the symbols of the matzah is the person of Jesus Christ. And what we have now is we're moving from Passover, the single evening event. To the feast of unleavened bread. And really, they migrated together in such a way that you, the Jews would really not separate the two. They really went hand in hand. Now, the blood of the lamb speaks of our salvation. When the blood was applied to the houses, God said if he sees the blood, he would pass over. We are saved by grace. All the Israelites had to do was apply the blood. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. And their house was protected. So Passover is a picture of our our salvation. Unleavened bread, that feast, is a picture of our sanctification. What does that mean? After we get saved by grace, one of the things that we're supposed to do is regularly sweep the leaven out of our houses. Now, leaven becomes a symbol of evil in Scripture. In fact, in Mark 8.15, if you're taking notes, Jesus was giving them orders, and he said, watch out, beware, Mark 8.15, of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. The leaven of Herod was his immoral, corrupt conduct. The leaven of the Pharisees was false doctrine, religious pride, you name it. And what's interesting is that in the life of Jesus, during the Passover, Jesus did something that's commensurate or in fitting fitting with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Let's take a look. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Luke. You can hold your place in Exodus. And Jesus is writing in during Passover week on what we know as Palm Sunday, or the triumphal entry of the Lord Jesus Christ, Luke 19. Twice in his ministry, he cleansed the temple. One at the beginning of his ministry, John chapter 2, and then one in the final week of his earthly ministry. Here we're looking at Luke 19. Jesus coming down the Mount of Olives, verse 38, Luke 19. The people acclaim him. They've gathered for the Passover and they say, Blessed, quoting Psalm 118, we're in Luke 19:38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees and the multitude said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Don't let them sing messianic songs to you. And he answered and said, 40, I tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. Many believe that the stones there are the stones of the temple itself. Keep reading. And when he approached, he saw the city, Jerusalem, and he wept over it. And he said, if you had known in this day, this is the feast, uh, this is lamb selection day when you would select the lamb, keep it all week into your household. If you had known in this day, even you, the things which make for peace. By the way, there was even a prophecy in Daniel 9 that predicted the riding in of the Messiah on the triumphal entry to the day. They should have known the day. They ca- they followed this calendar for 1,500 years before the Lamb of God arrived on the scene. And he said, even you, the things which make for shalom or peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes, and the day shall come. Now Jesus is prophesying the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70, which would happen about 40 years later. The day shall come upon you when your enemies, that's Rome, will throw up a bank before you, this literally was fulfilled, and surround you and hem you in on every side, and will level you to the ground and your children within you, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another. Those are the stones of the temple. This was literally fulfilled because you did not recognize the time, God's calendar, of your visitation. And he entered the temple, and what did he do? He began to cast out those who were selling, turned over the tables of the money changers, got them out of there, and he said to them, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a robber's den. Brethren, Jesus was sweeping the leaven out of his father's house. In perfect fulfillment, of the Feast of Passover. He was getting the leaven out of there. What was the leaven that was going on in the temple area? Religious pride, greed. They would do something like this. You'd bring an animal, you'd bring a lamb. You'd say, is my lamb acceptable? Someone would check it in the leadership and say, oh, I'm sorry, it doesn't pass the test. But for three easy payments of one ninety nine ninety nine, dollars 99 you can buy a lamb approved by us And then you can sacrifice it and be in good standing with God. And they were making money hand over fist. And Gentiles and Jews were coming from everywhere. And they were coming to seek the Lord during the feast. And the people were being ripped off. And rather than it being a house of prayer, it was a house of merchandise. And Jesus swept the leaven out of his father's house and said, No, you will not do this, especially during Passover week. And he swept it out. And this is what Jesus did in his ministry. And Paul, picking up this theme, if you turn over to 1 Corinthians, which is a little bit more to your right, he picks up this theme in an early young church, the Corinthian congregation. They had some cool stuff going on, but had a lot of division, a lot of kind of confusion about doctrine, 1 Corinthians chapter five. And they had a man in the fellowship, sadly, who was up to some very immoral behavior. In fact, he had an intimate relationship with his father's
0: wife. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Would you consider giving a
1: year-end gift to walk in truth? We rely on the generosity of our listeners to help fund this ministry so we can equip as many people as possible with God's truth and show them how to apply that truth to their life. We hope Pastor Michael's teachings have been doing that for you. Would you please consider giving a gift of $20? With the help of your donation, we will continue to bring the gospel to people listening on this radio station and straight to their phone through podcast. Please give your donation of $20 now. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. Visit walkintruth.com. Thank you so much for your partnership.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram just do a search for in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on in Truth.
1: Gentiles and Jews were coming from everywhere, and they were coming to seek the Lord during the feast, and the people were being ripped off. And rather than it being a house of prayer, it was a house of merchandise, and Jesus swept the leaven out of his father's house and said, No! You will not do this, especially during Passover week. And he swept it out. And this is what Jesus did in his ministry. And Paul, picking up this theme, if you turn over to 1 Corinthians, which is a little bit more to your right, he picks up this theme in an early young church, the Corinthian congregation. They had some cool stuff going on, but had a lot of division, a lot of kind of confusion about doctrine, 1 Corinthians chapter five. And they had a man in the fellowship, sadly, who was up to some very immoral behavior. In fact, he had an intimate relationship with his father's wife. And the Corinthian congregation was not doing anything about it. They were waving the banner of grace rather than dealing with this individual. And here's what Paul says. He says, your boasting five, six of 1 Corinthians is not good. Do you not know that what? A little leaven, that's all it takes is a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. And then he says, clean out the old leaven, there's our title, that you may be a new lump. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a new lump. No, don't do it. That kind of annoys me when preachers say, look at your neighbor and say this. Don't do that. You can say it later. You're a new lump. Anyway, never mind. (laughs) Just as you are, in fact, unleavened. Look, you're unleavened because of the blood of the Lamb. You're, you're sinless in God's sight. You're unaccusable before the Father. Here's the good news. Positionally, you are unleavened. You're forgiven. God doesn't see you in your sin anymore. He's not counting your sin against you because Christ, our Passover, here's the imagery of the Passover in the New Testament, also has been sacrificed. So there's our salvation by grace alone. But notice... Here's sanctification. Here's being made more holy. Let us therefore celebrate the feast. Some believe this is the feast of Passover. Some believe it's uh, the idea of communion or the Lord's Supper. Not with the old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Now, in the case of the Pharisees, there was religious pride and elitism and not having a heart for God or the people who were hungry to know God. In the Corinthian congregation, there was an individual up to immoral behavior, and he had become leavenous. He had become leaven that was permeating the other people. And sometimes, here's some application, we have a leavenous person in our lives. Uh, The modern way to say it is someone's toxic, right? And it is hard sometimes to know how to draw those boundaries. What do we do when we have a Christian friend who's pulling us back towards the world, claiming to be a believer, but a constant drag on us and sometimes maybe leading us to things that we shouldn't be doing. We need to consider those relationships. And the church had to look at this particular individual. And Paul tells them, get rid of the leaven. And Paul, essentially, to sum up the other verses, says, boot the guy out of the church. Get him out of there because he's affecting everybody. A little further in your Bibles to the right, Galatians is ahead of us. You you pass up 2 Corinthians, you get to Galatians. This is a doctrinal issue now in the Galatian church. Look at chapter 5, verse 6. Paul's been dealing with a false gospel uh, among the Galatian churches, and he says, in Christ Jesus, 5-6 of Galatians, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith, working through love. Uh, We can talk about the negative. The negative is to sweep out the leaven. Here's the positive. Why don't you put a little bit more love into the situation? Get the leaven out, put the love in. Rather than holding on to bitterness, rather than holding on to all the stuff that we can allow to leaven others, to spread to the whole lump of dough, how about we put some love in? How about we become the positive person who decides to reach out to others and pray for others and say, you know what? I'm going to be a positive influence, not a negative one. Paul says, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? And then he says, this persuasion did not come from him who calls you. Here's the image once again. A little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will adopt no other view. Don't hold to this false doctrine. But the one who is disturbing you, shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. The Lord's going to deal with this guy. So this is the image of the leaven and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, all the way back to the book of Exodus, if you will, both Old and New Testament. As the Jews were to celebrate the Feast of Matzah, they were to sweep out the leaven out of the corners of their households. The dates of the feast are given in Leviticus 23, Verses 5 and 6, just write it down for your notes. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at twilight, is the Lord's Passover, Leviticus 23, 5. And then verse 6 says, Then on the 15th day of the same month, there is the feast of matzah, or unleavened bread. To the Lord, for seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. If you're interested, let me reiterate that all the feasts of Israel from the spring to the fall are all listed in Leviticus 23. Leviticus 23 beginning with Passover and going all the way to the Feast of Tabernacles. So this would be a good uh, chapter for you guys to have under your belt. We won't go there for the sake of time, but you can see the application. We're to make a clean sweep of our lives. Uh, sometimes at the ball game, if you uh, have a team that you like, Dodgers should be your team. Uh, so let's just say that a some of you are just rebels. We'll talk later about You know, that angelic team in Anaheim. Anyway, never mind. But they do have a good player, Shohei Otani. Oh, man, that guy's good. But anyway, um, so if you're there about to sweep a team, people will bring brooms to the game, right? And it's kind of like we're going to make the clean sweep. Well, that's what we want to do in our lives. We want to sweep out all the leaven in response to our salvation. Not to get ourselves saved, but because we are saved and we want to be vessels fit for the master's use. So leaven can be subtle. Things can kind of sneak into the corners of our homes and our lives. And sometimes, you know, all of a sudden, we realize that something has been swelling in the corner, so to speak. It's been fermenting. It's been spreading to other people. And that's how the world works. And so on this feast, there's some, some more instruction. This is twelve sixteen of Exodus. On the first day of the feast, you shall have a holy. The word holy is kodesh. It means a sacred assembly. The word assembly I gave to you last time is mikra, M-I-Q-R-A. It's a calling together. It's a summoning. And it has the idea of a rehearsal or a dress rehearsal. And another holy or sacred assembly on the seventh day. Notice, no work of any kind at all shall be done on these two high holy days within the feast. They fall on the first and seventh day of the feast. Except what must be eaten by every person, that alone may be prepared by you. So within the seven-day feast of matzah are two high days. They are called sacred assemblies. And if you break down the Hebrew word, it has the implication of a rehearsal. if you've ever been invited to a wedding, let's say you're part of the wedding party, they will do a rehearsal often before the ceremony. What's the purpose of a wedding rehearsal? It's to get people in the right positions. You know what you're going to do, who's going to say what. You're going to be here. We're going to stand like this. For 1,500 years, the Jews did dress rehearsals leading up to the Lamb who would finally arrive, Jesus, and take away the sin of the world.
0: You've been listening to clean out the old leaven part one on walk in truth. That's pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 12, 15 through 28. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to walk in truth on our free living truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in truth is on Apple podcast, iHeartRadio, radio, Spotify, and many more subscribe for free to hear pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And Hey, we're very grateful for our walk in truth partners. It's thanks to you and our church that this mission has grown to serve people in over seven radio markets across the U.S., and it's listened to in over 26 countries on podcast. We've always tried to reach more people with the truth in the Bible and help people see how it does still apply to everyday life, furthermore, to demonstrate how God does love the world. During this Christmas season, are you able to help us continue this mission? As you may know, we are a listener-supported ministry, and we could use your help. Would you consider adding Walk in Truth to your Christmas list? We would appreciate a one time gift of whatever you can give. But of course, you becoming a Walk in Truth partner, giving at least five, 10, or $20 a month would go a long way too. Hey, if this program has added anything to your day to day study in the Word of God, please visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com and click donate. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, you may be asking the
1: question, why? is the Lord so meticulous about the details of the Passover? Well, these details were going to translate in the future to a time when the Passover lamb would come. In fact, he would ride into Jerusalem on lamb selection day, early in that week, and die on the Passover to fulfill all of this imagery. This is why the Lord is so meticulous, because he wants you to know who the true Passover lamb is. His name is Jesus. And one of the things that we can do to celebrate him, to get right with him is clean out the old leaven, make sure that we've come to know Christ as our Lord and Savior. And if we know him to clean the leaven out and make 2023 a year that we're walking close with him beyond mission. Uh, there's no more important thing. This is Pastor Michael Lance. You're listening to Walk in Truth, and here we are at year's end. It's hard to believe it's the day after Christmas now. (laughs) You might be a little depressed or whatever, but hey, be of good cheer, because Christmas for us is all year long as believers. And speaking of Christmas and gifts, if you want to help us out at the year end, we could really uh, uh, use your support, your partnership, We would love for you to become a monthly partner or give a one-time year-end gift. It really does help us. We're only about 35% listener-supported at this point. Our local congregation in Corona is picking up the rest. We would love to be fully supported and also love to expand the territory that we're reaching. If you believe in this ministry and it has touched your life and strengthened your faith, Please consider giving a year-end gift or becoming a monthly partner. You might ask, well, how do I do it, Pastor Michael? Very simple. Go to walkintruth.com, click on the Donate button, walkintruth.com, click on the Donate button, and that's how you can help partner with us and keep us on the air and hopefully prayerfully expanding, walkintruth.com. God bless you. We'll see you, Lord willing, right here
0: tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 12, 15 through 28, called Clean Out the Old Leaven. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.